and welcome to episode 16 of Buffalo Bills Banter. I'm your host, Mark. With me always, David. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, we pulled ourselves away from a nail-biting game right now. It's uh, annually easily one of the highlights of the NFL schedule. We have the Tennessee Titans visiting Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. Currently yep. 16-13 Jacksonville. Yeah, and also, yeah, like uh, Jacksonville just scored. They basically got a punt return, not for, for touchdown. They just they took one extra play, but they brought it to like the eight. And then like on the next play, Tennessee uh, fumbled the ball. I actually don't know what happened. Who fumbled it? Was it the lineman, the snap no, fumble? No, it, it was the receiver. It was the receiver on the, on the sidelines. Uh, I don't know the name of the receiver. I can hardly name a Tennessee uh, Titans receiver. But I was going to say, I heard you say the jerseys were okay. Are you talking about? I, the... lo- I like those Jacksonville jerseys. I really do. I'm not sure if we're watching the same game. The Jacksonville <laughs> Jag. Okay, you know when you go out to the bar and you have like one too many beers, and then maybe on your way home you stop by for like midnight McDonald's or past midnight, and in the morning, it's the color of your shit. That's hangover <laughs> shit color jerseys. <laughs> First of all. If you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars on like the covering the spread picks from me, like I think they're like an eight and two team. Yeah. If you just look at the weeks, <laughs> weekly, I'm always like Jacksonville. They are, they, are tre- they are a trendy team. Like I think it's because they have fantasy value. Because yeah. yeah. And so I wrote I wrote in the last pick. I actually picked them to lose, and they won that game. The NFL actually admitted the next day that they shouldn't have won. What had happened was there was like one second left. They got the snap off, but they weren't set, so there should have been a runoff. But what happened was that happened on the 45-yard line, their own 45. And Elmas Dumerville on the Ravens was the only player who looked like he was playing. Bortles fell down. Dumerville went to, like, touch him and pulled him by the face mask. 15 yards, kick for a field goal, win. So not only was it a bullshit win in that sense, they should never have even had the play. And I don't understand how – you know how you can't tell the players, come back, let's play. We made a mistake. We have to play it again. Right, that's mm-hmm. absurd. You can't make someone do that. But what if it's a play that would end the game? Why can't the NFL just be like, yeah? I think I, I, it's kind of a. It seems an extremist thing to do, but I think it shows almost like an ability to say, you know what, we made a mistake. We're reversing the decision. Would that be that? Like the same thing happening. The, the NFL does have the rule. That rule. They have the power to do that on paper. They're just never going to do that. The same thing happened in a college game this year. There was a Miami, the Miami Hurricanes. They got like a, it was a basically like a not a hail mary, but the end of the game there was a kickoff and they continuously lateraled to the extent yeah. where like apparently there was like four or five times it was down, but like the refs were just like, oh my well, the, god, the guy's, the guy's knee was down. There were several uncalled penalties, but the main thing is the guy's knee was down at one point. Well, that's another instance of why can't they just call that game a loss? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, well, the NFL does have the power because when there was that Seattle Hail Mary situation where the guy actually didn't catch the ball, they they talked like the they were saying like, oh, the NFL like the media was saying actually the NFL in the rules could do it. They've just never exercised that that right. Um, but it's it, within the commissioner's guidelines if there is like some sort of circumstance. But they've just never they, they would never like they would never do it. Uh, speaking of the Bills, or rather to bring this back to the Bills. Um, before we do that, actually, I wanted to talk about the Giants. And you saw that game against the Patriots. It was an instance yep. where I, I just couldn't watch it. I was footballed out. I had another thing to do after. I was kind of depressed after the Dallas game. So I didn't get to – apparently I missed the game of the year. 
Mm-hmm. I, I saw bits and pieces, but JPP, I just wanted to talk about. It. Is he playing well? Yeah, he's flourishing pressure, and I, yeah, he's really good. He looks like <laughs> he has like the Michelin, start. the Michelin man hand, basically. It looks yeah. like it's so wrapped up. Would you like, it, given the option, if if he was at your place and said, "Do you want to look at my hand?" If he was willing to unwrap the bandages, would you want to see it? Like. No, no, I don't think so either. There was this one like quote where this one player in the team was like questioned about it, and the, it like on paper the the quote read, read uh, I I've never seen a hand like that before. I didn't know a hand could look like that. You could just picture <laughs> it being read in this like this yeah. glossed over eye sort of like. Well, well, he got a sack, and they uh, he's he's been good since they they only had him for two games, and and. Uh, he helped force some turnovers against Tampa Bay. Like he helps apply more pressure. Like he's, I think he's a difference maker, and I think they're they're right first. So, I mean, they could be first. They could have been first by a commanding margin. Well, I, they just won that I, game. Uh, my girlfriend wanted me to go on a trip on Sunday to see um, her brother as a pastor, and we're gonna see um, his sermon. But I was like, well, I'm not gonna go if Dallas wins the Tampa Bay game. I was quite frank with her. I was just like, well, because then they'll still be in the playoff hunt. Romo's back. And then because they lost, I'm going to miss Romo's return. But I've read so much that like statistically on paper, if you really think about it, Dallas isn't like quite eliminated yet. They have to win out basically. They can almost, I think they can lose one. People can say that the division, Wait, are they two and seven or two and eight? Two and seven. Okay. Yeah, they can lose one. They can lose one for sure. Uh, but I think New York's better than that. Like I think New York will win like nine games. We'll see. We'll see. Well, they got a game up against the Bills. Speaking of which, the Bills also had played two games recently. We have unfortunately missed last week's podcast or the last podcast we did have, though. We were kind of somber. It was after two losses. It's a bit of a change of pace. We just came off two big wins. So we're going to quickly cover those wins. We're going to go into the news, and obviously we're going to preview the upcoming game, the rematch against the Patriots. So let's dive right in. Uh, we'll quickly cover Miami game. So we won. We stomped them um, as expected, I guess. I mean, we beat them handedly in, at their home field. So I, it wasn't a surprise to see us play so well at home, but it was quite a good game. So we won 33-17. What were your thoughts about the Miami game? It was a much needed home win. So I think it's only their second home win since yep. the Colts game. Um, and yeah, I mean, like they, it just was, they separated themselves from their rival. Um, you know, they clearly like, they kind of buried Miami, I would say. And um, it's, I think it's been a while since they've swept them. I don't think they've swept them in a while. Yeah, I mean, it, it was memorable. nice to get the divisional win. I mean, Miami kind of buried themselves. It was the second time in as many weeks that they forfeited the safety on the first play offensive play of the game yeah they've yeah like (laughs) and they they end up suffering a safety the following game it wasn't on the very first play but three safeties in three weeks apparently was the first time since like was that third safety also a team safety like a missed snap no it was a it was a sack um where he Mm -hmm. basically fumbled it through the back of the end zone which considered um in this case, the safety, exactly. I mean, so that happened. Also, at the end of the second, or the first half, rather, end of the second quarter, if you recall, terrible clock management. I think they need to do what you said. Every team needs to hire some yeah. experienced Madden player to just be <laughs> the one who controls the clock. I, I honestly think 
I don't think I'm I'm wrong to say that I have better clock management than what it seems like at least half of the coaches in the NFL. Yeah, because they're worried about other things. <laughs> they are worried about but other like, things, but so the thing is, like, yeah, like the Giants could definitely use that. They if they, I mean, I know it's it's so easy in hindsight because also if like Odell Beckham Jr. caught the touchdown pass or whatever instead of dropping it, but like, uh, like if they were running, they would have like because they 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 threw an incomplete pass to Odell Beckham Jr. that ended at two oh one. I heard had that it ended was at yeah. two. Had it ended at two, then they would have had 40 more seconds off the clock. And they, you know, they just got to the point where they had to hit a 54 yarder with one second to go. So, I mean, like, yeah, the Giants themselves could use a clock management. But I think, yeah, I just think like head coaches aren't good at it because it's one of the least important things. So, so score was 19 7, and Miami had the ball. They were driving. They threw the ball on third down, or rather, it was um, not on third down. Uh, it would have been second down, and they brought it within like in within five yards of uh, the goal line, and went out of bounds. And they didn't get out of bounds. And then they ran to the line. They still had a timeout. And by the time they got the spike down, they made a fourth down, and there was only like nine seconds left, and they couldn't do anything else. Like they should have just called the timeout. You weren't going to need that timeout. It was bizarre. I don't know what I, I may have been quoting the situation slightly off, but there was no way to interpret it that saving that timeout made sense it was just it was just silly so i mean that helped but i mean what was a bigger help was of course Lashawn mccoy looked great he had that 148 yard scamper that looked like you know vintage Lashawn mccoy in his best he did leave with that shoulder injury which is upsetting but i feel like it's as long as he's back the next week which he ended up being back and he played fine then it's not a huge deal but it sucks to keep seeing him get banged up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, he's the most important part of the offense, and him and Tyrod Taylor in conjunction will make the offense unique compared to most of the NFL. Um, and it will give the Bills a like a, a wrinkle that you know a lot of the teams in the division don't have. And, and like the best thing about this game is, a he was good. Uh, they won at home. Their defense played well. They, it wasn't even like it wasn't close. So like they, you know, they kind of clearly showed Miami this year that they were way better than them, and again, home win, divisional win, like everything was everything was perfect for them. Tyrod Taylor finally got like on page with Sammy Watkins. In fact, Tyrod, yeah, Sammy Ty- Watkins. That's actually like, the last two games has played uh, pretty well. Yeah, it's he's. I don't know, you've never really been a huge Sammy Watkins believer, but I'm hoping you slowly winning you over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a good, he's a good receiver. He's just not like it's not debate well, who's better. Oh, him or the Beckham Jr. It's Ty, like Tyrod Taylor threw for 181 yards. Sammy Watkins had 168 receiving yards. Oh, oopsie. Let me just repeat that. Tyrod Taylor threw through 181 yards, and Sammy Watkins caught 168 of those. It was kind of a like a one, a one yard yeah. offense. But when you have that happening, you have Lashawn McCoy running that well. It's all you really needed, right? I mean, yep. it's and when Brian Hogan gets like on pace, oh boy, <laughs> there are other there are other receiving options that necessarily aren't yeah. the greatest. It's um, not Chris Hogan, by the way. Okay, his, I'm kidding. His mother probably doesn't know his first name. Um, Carlos Williams, not a factor in this game, but uh, sorry, he, my apologies. That was the Jets game. In this game, he was a huge factor. Uh, he had nine carries for 110 yards, and he scored two touchdowns. So Sammy Watkins, sorry, LaShawn McCoy comes in, looks fantastic, and then he ends up getting outplayed. Now that we see Carlos Williams back, another player that you've had you know, mixed feelings about and some doubts, like isn't it 
it's really good to see him play well. It's hard to yeah yeah. Well, when both of them were together, but that Giants game, it was like, oh, this isn't him, and all you fantasy people are just like, oh, well, you know, if all the touches, he's gonna have like two hundred yards so and like he is five touchdowns. Good like, as a one B, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's good as a change the pace, change the pace back, kind of like a mod Bradshaw. Or I guess like he'd be like more of a Brandon Jacobs type to a mob, but you know what I mean. Like he's the one B, you know what I mean. Like like yeah. Brandon Jacobs a mob Bradshaw in their prime, or D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart when they were together at the same time, and they're still pretty good now. But you know they're separate teams. Like they have one guy who's kind of more of a speedy burner, and one guy who's or and like shifty guy. So that's D'Angelo, Lashawn, and Bradshaw. One guy who's more of a power power back like. You know, Jonathan Stewart, uh, in this case, Carlos Williams and Brandon Jacobs, just using tandem examples. That yeah, are- but I think if Rex Ryan wants his identity as this running team, that it's imperative that he has the tandem, right? Okay, so we got we got 12 seconds left, clock running, Mariota walking up to the ball, ready to spike it. Nine seconds, seven seconds, spike oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is going on. Oh, and oh, but they, but they, yeah, because of the fumble, they, they need a, a touchdown. Yeah, it's nineteen thirteen. So, Mar- oh my gosh, everyone's gonna hear this live. Actually, it's not gonna be heard live. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be live. It's gonna be edited like tomorrow between work and Fallout Four sessions, and then, yeah, <laughs> everyone's gonna know about this. So, this is probably not making for good radio. We're gonna move on to the Jets game, and a much closer game. Uh, no mm-hmm. doubt. Uh, it was a bit of, you know, a big game for Rex Ryan, obviously, returning to New York. Uh, that was definitely the prevailing story. I think that goes without saying. What are your initial thoughts of this game? Well, this was this was actually probably the biggest game of the year for the Bills in terms of, like, I don't know. Like it's well, it's not because like this next game I guess will be, but like in terms of realistic expectations, <laughs> like this like we're looking for the second wild card or the first one. We're looking for a wild card spot, and this is one of the competition where we have two games against them, and it's our direct competition, and I, it's really big to beat the Jets. And you know, um, I understand being the Patriots will be nice. It's just I don't think it's gonna happen, sort of thing. I think it's this is not the year for the Bills. Um, but it would be nice to see them make the playoffs and the, being the Jets is huge. And if they lost that game, that'd be like, it would actually, if you just look at the chances of them actually making the playoffs with a loss of the Jets, it would have been pretty low. If the season ends today, we're in the playoffs. Like that's, and if the season ended today, we'd be playing the Denver Broncos. Yeah. You know I mean, so a, a game that I think if we played today, we would probably win. Walk off sack. I know. Uh, yeah. By some player, Jacksonville, I, I don't know. Jacksonville's going to make the playoffs, and it's going to be because of that Baltimore game. Isn't That actually grinds my gears. Okay, I, I wouldn't put Jacksonville in the playoffs when they just had put themselves into a three-way tie with Houston and Indianapolis. Oh, my but, God. Yeah. That is such a shitty division. But they <laughs> embody the division because they're wearing shit-colored jerseys. They're good. <laughs> they got this. Anyway, um, so the Jets game. Um, yeah, it was also the return of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, not the return, but, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick against his old team. Uh, Rex Ryan against his old team. Um, I mean, it was kind of weird. Like, there were two kind of just on, like, the borderline of average quarterbacks. Like, if you know what I mean, if he's lined up all 32 quarterbacks, they'd probably be somewhere in, like, the 16 to 18 range. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so, like, it was, like, they're two, like, they're not bad. Actually, they're both good but they're just not excited. They're not great. <laughs> well, we won the game. It was okay. 
opti- like from an optic standpoint, I think we might have looked like we got outplayed. We couldn't get a first down for like four consecutive dri- drives in the second half, and we just kept giving them the ball back and chance after chance after chance. We got that kick return fumble, 3-3. Like, we got that lead. And, shocker, when the Bills get the lead, they've shown that they can, you know, aside from the Tennessee Titans game, all their wins, they get the lead early, they keep it. This was one where we, we almost let go. Like, there, if it wasn't for some, I wouldn't disagree with the Todd Bowles calls, but there were some gutty calls. He went for it on fourth down three times. Uh, one time that actually was converted and led to a score, but on the other two times, they were in field goal range. They lost by five points. They could have kicked, if they kicked the field goal that first time, the second time they would have kicked the field goal and they would have put us down with minute, like a couple minutes left. To drive yep. down. I mean, in both situations, I might have done the same thing. In Madden, I would have done the same thing. But, uh, I mean, at the same time, it's another situation where we got help. You know, we got a, a little bit of help. Well, this is this is a good... I mean, this is a game where, like, the Bills' defense played as the Bills' defense. Like, this is what... Like, this is the defense we were supposed to have all season. Like, we made Ryan Fitzpatrick look pretty bad. Um, despite the fact he salvaged fantasy value at the end of the game when, when they were kind of in prevent. But, um, like, I don't know, like, I, I would, like, it was kind of like a, it was kind of a Thursday night game, if you know what I mean, where both teams just didn't seem 100% sharp. And I think, like, the Bills kind of had that because, you know, yeah. they have less time to prepare and more so less time to heal, um, and, like, rest up. But, like, I, I wouldn't say they got outplayed. I mean, they just didn't play well. Like, I don't think the Jets really, like, played. I mean, the Jets, like, couldn't really do anything on offense till like, the end of the game. Yeah, I like, mean. Brandon Marshall wasn't able to, like, get a pass until, like, I think it was, like, late in the third or early in the fourth. He ended up catching that touchdown off, like, a one-yard little strike, and then he did a, a yeah. little run in. But his first, like, catch was, like, late in the third quarter, I think, or early in the fourth. I forget when, when exactly it was. I mean, we did uh... – Caused a fumble to Chris Ivory and then on the return to Devin Smith. So we got two, like, we, on the turnover battle, we had one. We took two interceptions. Like, when you give up four turnovers, they're not going to win. I mean, it, you can't always say it, it, it's that, you know, that conundrum. It's like, are the turnovers, were they unlucky or are they a symptom of an issue with the Jets, with their inability to, you know, control the ball like not being safe right so it's not as i'm not trying to say the bills got lucky they deserve those turnovers they forced some of the turnovers exactly they forced with their pressure they forced quick decisions but what but but one or two plays could have gone another way and i just think the game could have been very different now what we did have good was LaShawn mccoy once again rushing for 112 yards just like he did the week before to the exact yard Uh, he also got involved in the passing game with five catches which is good to see Carlos Williams, not so much a factor in this one. Only seven attempts for 24 yards, but he did catch a touchdown. One catch, 26 yards, and that is his sixth consecutive, or in all six games that he's played, he scored a touchdown. He's the second player in NFL history to do so. So that's kind of cool. Like He obviously has a nose for the end zone, which is mm-hmm. something that you want to have in uh, you know, a 1B back, as we called him before. Exactly, and Tyler Taylor didn't play the best. And also, like if you notice, if you take away the Miami wins, like every, I think it's like only Indianapolis they've scored more than twenty points. Wait, how many? Wait, so how many did they finish with the Jets? I forgot. It was twenty four, right? It was twenty two seventeen. Twenty two seventeen. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, actually, sorry. The, okay, 
never mind. They did score more than 20 points, but uh, I mean, they don't really push like they're. That's the thing. They're they, they kind of have that formula where you know they have to the running back run for a lot. Like so Lashawn McCoy has to run well, and they have to just you know they have to keep kind of like they're not going to put up 30. You know what I mean? Like even when they they have yeah. like I think they were the most explosive offense at one point, but then I think that's died down a little bit when EJ Manuel took over. In terms of by explosive offense, I mean just like plays over um, this plays over thirty yards, but they they haven't scored many points in their games except for those Miami games, and then is more in particular in their wins. So it's well, they did put up a, a good number against the Patriots that one time. I don't think yeah, they come back. Yeah, in the in the comeback effort. I mean, again, like I think it was a good game. Also, I think like it was. I don't know. I just like I, you say the outplay but i kind of think they showed more like control i think they just showed that they were a better team in the sense of like how they were able to control the game and like manage the game as you said todd bowles was made like made bad calls and like rex ryan was able to bring up a game plan to make the make ryan fitzpatrick ineffective i like i i think this is a good step in terms of making the playoffs and i think the bills the bills are gonna make the playoffs you're gonna have to beat him again in my opinion you know what i liked it was another interesting game from Tyrod, like, once again, 158 yards, like, but no picks. Like, he's kind of doing what you're saying, like, that he's not meant to put up massive points. But if you look at his, like, his career, what he's done so far. Yeah. Inter- he's 5-2 and two as a starter. Yep. Like, you can't, you can't overlook that, right? Like, the two manual losses, once again... It, it brings me or harkens back to kind of what Dallas has. Like I like to think if Dallas had Romo, they might have only lost one game this year. And I think um, the two games, or not the Cincinnati game, but the Jacksonville game, they would have won with Tyrod. When a game is that close, and I think Tyrod is market markedly better than EJ Manuel, at least gives you a, a better chance to win. I would say that you know injuries are a part of the game and you got to weather it. But we would be in a better stance if Tyrod doesn't get hurt, and he seems to be playing in the last two weeks a style where he doesn't give himself up to get hurting again, get hurting again, to get hurt again. This is the thing is like, I, he's not, I don't think he can win us a game by himself. Like Ben Roethlisberger put up like three, like I think Ben Roethlisberger last week in relief when uh, Landry Jones got hurt because Ben was just dressed like as an emergency backup. It was the all time uh, best relief performance of all time. Yeah. I think like, I think he put up more, yards in that game and so less than a full game than that Tyrod Taylor has in the last two in terms of passing yards it's like 181 but that comes down yeah you're right like Tyrod when you're winning he's he might be the right guy to have in there because of the deep throw kind of keeps him honest and allows the running game to eat up yards Mm because he does have a he has a cannon like you saw it especially in the Miami game those two walk-ins passes one for yep. the end zone, one that was just short. Like he's got an arm, and he works well with that running game. And I'm excited to see what this next game is against the Pats. And we're gonna get into that. There, we cover some quick news. Not too much news to cover, um, really. I just wanted to quickly talk about what your thoughts about naming Ik uh, Nm Kapali the captain, uh, someone who barely gets into the games, a captain against the Jets. Like, did you think yeah. Rex Ryan? Yeah. Coaches do like they do. I remember last year uh, when Jeff Fisher sent out the entire um, every single pick they got from the Robert Griffin trade, right when Robert exactly. Griffin was at his lowest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Robert Griffin was benched. They sent out every pick they got as a captain. 
Um, it's, it's just like whatever. It's a system psychological. It doesn't matter. Like it really, like it's. I don't know, it's just like bullshit that coaches do. Just I for, mean, it looks it looks gigs. better that exactly it's for shits and giggles. It looks better that he won. Like Rex Ryan went nuts when he won that game. You can see in the last like minute and a half, like he was kind of shitting his pants. But then when they like mm-hmm. won, he was, you know what? I'm not a great lip reader, but I think I know what he was saying at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and good for him. He like it's good to see that emotion. And I think the team likes him getting emotional. Like not only does he make them more emotional by doing so, but it just, I think made the team want to play for him a little bit more that week. So I think it worked out pretty well. I don't think there's an issue. It's like, it's not like I gave him Paula is like Hitler. You know what I mean? Like he he didn't like, you know, it's it's not that bad. (laughs) Yeah. This is, did you hear what happened on the third uh, or on uh, the, the Monday night game? What JJ Watt said after the game, did you hear about this? Yeah, what about uh, what about the Andy Dalton? Yeah, like we 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 came out. We wanted to make him. Uh, he was the red rocket, but we wanted to turn him into the red rifle BB gun or whatever, right? Yeah. And then Andy Dalton is like, the kids are watching this. Like he needs to be careful what he's. Excuse me, what are you talking about? Like we're like have some <laughs> a thicker skin. Like someone called you. Like Greg Hardy's walking around the streets, but like Andy Dalton is calling out JJ Watt. He like spends all his time like going to children's hospitals and going to bed at nine PM and he's calling him out because he gets called a red rifle BB gun. JJ Watt likes to find a place to nap. Tells the equipment manager to wake him up yeah. right before practice. <laughs> he's like he's one of the more calculated players. I'm using my thumbs or my fingers doing the like air brackets because when I say calculated, I mean phony. JJ Watt is a fucking phony. He is like I don't know. I just <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't buy like him and all these commercials and all this. He's a bit of it. Just seems too calculated. We'll call it. <laughs> um, but there's also the Cam Newton thing that happened. Cam Newton gets in the end zone and dances, and there was this Tennessee, this mom that wrote in like a letter to the panthers or something that were saying that like people are watching you like i wish i could read i'm gonna see if i can find the letter the letter give me one sec came in gets like there's all like everyone had a pat like, julius peppers did, did everyone see that like two weeks ago where julius peppers threw <laughs> he threw the ball away from cam newton oh okay i gotta read this i gotta read this yeah dear mr newton Congratulations on your win in Nashville today. Our team played well, but yours played better. Kudos to the Panthers organization. That game happened to be my nine-year-old daughter's first live NFL experience. Because of where we sat, we had a close-up view of your conduct in the fourth quarter. The chest puffs, the pelvic thrusts, the arrogant struts, and in-your-face taunting of both the Titans players and fans. We saw it all. I refuse to believe you don't realize you are a role model. You are paid millions of dollars every week to play hard and be a leader. In the offseason, you're expected to make appearances, support charities, and inspire young kids to pursue sport in all sports. With everything the NFL has gone through in recent years, I'm confident they have advised you, by virtue of your position and career choice, a role model. Here's the best part. This is this is much better worded than anything Sammy Watkins would write, but I think equally stupid. Um, my daughter sensed the change immediately and started asking questions. Won't he get in trouble for doing that? Is he trying to make people mad? Do you think he knows he looks like a spoiled brat? 
first off, there's no fucking way your nine-year-old daughter said that. Yeah. You know, Cam, you didn't, does he know he looks like a spoiled brat? Like, shut the fuck up. I didn't have great answers for her. And honestly, in an effort to minimize your negative impact in what was otherwise a really fun day, I redirected her attention to the cheerleaders and mascot. I could tell she was still thinking about it as we boarded a shuttle back to our car. I guess he doesn't have kids or a mom at home watching the game, she added. So you redirected her attention to the scantily clad women who are dancing. No, don't watch the man who's dancing. Here's your real role models. Here are the cheerleaders. What? Yep. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. There's not really too much to say about that. Well, I'm just thinking like that. It's just with this going on with the whole Andy Dalton thing. IK being a captain, none of this means anything. Like yeah. none of this is, is if this well, is all. Thing. Greg Hardy still out. Greg Hardy played right, like, or did the Cowboys not let him play? No, or... he's he's been playing every game. He's played. Yeah, yes, so yes. yeah. The, oh yeah, no, no, I saw he was playing. Yeah, well, not yeah, well. He had a bad game. Play in the in the NFL. <laughs> Those the photos that went out. Like I'm I'm. I have an interesting well, stance on them. He's already been suspended. He's already been suspended. Those photos were part of the suspension. Those photos that were released to the public is not nothing new to the NFL. It's not like the NFL seeing the elevator video, which they pretended they didn't see. Okay. <laughs> they admit that they saw it. But you know what? That, I don't really want to get into the Greg Hardy thing, but this IK, yeah, IK thing is not a big deal. It really isn't. And Geno Smith came back. He, he he came back. He's, gar- he's garbage. It doesn't really matter, though. Um, another thing, Bakari Rambo was named the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. He got mm-hmm. three turnovers, but he only played 17 snaps against the Jets. He's like our fourth safety on the depth chart, so good for him. It's just interesting that, I don't know, I think you need to play more than that to get kind of the Defensive Player of the, the Week there. Also, Mario Williams well, left the game. really efficient. <laughs> well, I guess. And did, remember Mario Williams left the game, but he was like on the sidelines? Yep. I think he had the diarrhea. I think he must have had the Jaguars jerseys coming out both ways. <laughs> well, did you, you see the you see what they they thought JJ Watt got hurt. No. But then no. like they oh no did you oh you didn't hear it was part of that post game interview I I saw it live. Oh, he said he oh, had he to said... poop. Nope. He just said uh, he got hit in a place that just hurt for a bit. Oh, he let he went to the locker room because he hit his balls. No, he just went on the sideline for a couple plays. Oh, okay. I think I actually I remember the play. I remember when he left. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I just got hit. It's like, w- w- they're like, did, did you cramp up or was it, it was like a knee sprain or something? It's like, no, 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 I just got hit somewhere where I can't, I can't really tell you on ESPN. Does he and... know that kids are watching him? <laughs> My son's going to ask, do I have balls? Does he know that if he gets hurt? I don't know. <laughs> Does he know he's a spoiled brat? <laughs> no way a nine-year-old would say that. Oh. You just picture this nine-year-old like longingly looking at the cheerleaders, but the mom could tell that in her head he's th- she's thinking of Cam Newton. Like, uh, yikes! But no one cares when. Did you watch the Sunday night game, Arizona Seattle? Yep. When Drew Stanton is like, he's thrusting in the air. He's doing his pelvic thrust. Like, buddy, you haven't been in the game. You're going nuts. And I'm not saying he's doing something wrong, but why did not? Why was that not a story? But when Cam Newton got in the end zone, it is. You know, there's a bit of a. Cam Newton is a, is actually a role model. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. All right, so we're just going to wrap up our thoughts about the Patriots game. Okay, I'm optimistic enough that in my picks that were just launched on covering the spread.ca for this week, I picked the Bills to win. 
I need to catch a couple games up on uh, one of our other editors, Cody, who's in the lead. But I honestly think that Bills... Oh, what, am, I in it? am I in it? No. Actually, you had the best week out of all of us. Oh, no, you tied. Uh, we were 50% last week. I, you're a few the games back. One. Yeah, the Jacksonville game was one of the ones you got that they're I didn't. They're 8-2, and two. They're, they're and two and at, with 8, 15, 11 wins, I think. Like, that's, I always pick them like in some like obscure score that's under 20 points, but they like have a defensive game. Do you have one of them on your fantasy team? I have no, I don't. I just, I, oh. no, I don't. You oh, just God, like no. them. They're trendy. <laughs> they're trendy. They're trendy. They're the trendiest two and seven team. Well, now no, they're whatever. They're four, four and, and six. Seven. Yeah, that's what I wrote in my article way back. But back to the Patriots. They're, okay, I'll give you my quick rationale why I think they can beat the Patriots. Patriots have demonstrated last game that they are not going to go undefeated that's what it comes down to i don't think they're going to go undefeated they're bursting at the like... seams they're they, they've patched their o-line with like you know gum and like pocket lint they have their top receiver who's out they have their top pass catching running back which is a which i would argue is the number one running back in a tom brady led offense both out for extended period probably the rest of the season they're going to lose a game and i don't see why it's not this i think they're, they've kind of been getting a little bit closer and closer each week, and this is the week where it might just tip in that balance. They're really banged up, and I think they're due. That's what it comes down to. Well, that was a road game against a team that, I guess they had the worst defense. In Arguably the they're kryptonite, like a team that's had yeah. a lot of uh, recent success with coaching quarterback against them. Number one number one turnover team in the NFL. Um that was the Giants. Um, I don't know. Like, okay, this is the thing. Like, I I think the Bills actually have a chance to win this game. I wouldn't pick. Oh yeah, you, you I, think they have a chance. Think let, they let have... me let me pull up the website. So we're gonna quickly give our picks. I mean, uh, normally we do this on the show, and we kind of think. Uh, so <laughs> I, think I... I I picked uh, you know, a twenty four twenty three Bills win. I think the Bills can <laughs> can closely scrape by. David, you picked a forty two ten New England win. <laughs> My question is, I, I'm surprised you didn't do a 42 like three win, and the three points would have come from one safe. No, you can't do that. Never mind. No, it should have been a a 42 to eight, a safety yeah. and a, a touchdown with a mixed extra point. This score seems too easy to get. <laughs> no, actually, I, okay. no, 42. Honestly, I just like I just like get the I just pick a random. Score when I, I pick like I think about who wins, but I just put a random number. Forty two is actually like, forty two is seven touchdowns missing extra points on each one. <laughs> two is seven touchdowns. No eight touchdowns. Goskowski has never no seven it's seven missed an extra point. I think like Goskowski has never missed an extra point in his life. It, going back to all the extra points he's kicked, including like the old ones. You're gonna be you're gonna, you're gonna, be, you're gonna be an extra point historian. That's gonna be like your your, your job one day. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Like, if I didn't like have any thoughts about the game, it'd be a twenty-one seventeen team for like the twenty-one seventeen win for the home team. <laughs> That's I'm, usually, I'm usually like watching an overtime or like a close Cowboys game, and I get a text from David, and it's just this kicker's missed two extra points this game. It's like <laughs> you, you're on you're on the extra point beat. I don't know why. No, it was important because I was watching the it was it was the Packers and Lions, and he like actually they mattered because like they they only won by two, but he missed two extra points. So like they would have they wouldn't have like they it would you know what I mean like would they would have had to go for a touchdown instead yeah. of the fi- the 50-yard field goal that he missed a 50-yarder which Dan everyone Car- makes. I think Dane Carpenter missed a field goal. 
Uh, an extra point uh, last game. Yeah. I think. Oh, uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, the the Jets guy. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, Dan Carpenter did. He did. The Jets guy did not. Yeah, because they they scored a touchdown when it was three three, and then it was a nine three. It looked like I think it was kind of a windier day though, a windier night rather. But okay, quickly about the Pats. So we couldn't beat them in our home. We're going to theirs. Conventional wisdom is that we would struggle, but I think because of their injuries. Uh, I mean, they've always been able to, you know, next man up, but I just think this could be one of their one or two losses this year. And I just think yep. the Bills have momentum and it's going to be an exciting game. It really is. It's Monday night, I guess too. It's nice to be like all those people. Oh, well, the Bills have had more days to prepare, but they did. They do. <laughs> they have Thursday to Monday. Well, oh, no, oh, they... I mean, if you don't count the London game, this is the first primetime game for Buffalo this year. Yeah, well, let's not count the London game. It's 9 a.m. in the morning on yeah. Sunday. That's so, not really... You're right. <laughs> like, why, so I guess, why you, I guess you wouldn't count that. Well, okay, because I'm thinking... But you're saying because it's the only... The, exactly. The this, is the fir- this is the first time when they're not the only game on. Um, well, I guess Thursday oh, would be... Thursday. The okay, yeah. fuck it. Okay. <laughs> the Jets, and but like real primetime. And that's why this isn't done live. So we can edit... <laughs> well, now that's funny. We'll leave it in. But... Yeah. It's, oh, that's that's two primetime games in three weeks. Exactly. This is America's team because no and one wants Bills, it. I don't know. I mean, like again, they, I think they have a chance to win. I think they're a player here for there to making it forty-two, like twenty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a chance? You know what other team you keep picking? The Bears. You should just bet the Bears and Jacksonville money line every week. The... <laughs> Have you seen the Broncos? First of all, like, just like another side about the NFL, like, what happened to the quarterbacks? Like, I don't. It's crazy. Did did, did, uh, did Foles get benched or did he, he just he die? Got, he got benched. When you're getting benched for Casey for Keenum, who was picked up at the scrap pile from a team who has had like seven quarterbacks in three years. Yeah, because like you you showed me like you like t- told me on the matchups. So these are like some of the quarterbacks that are starting. Uh, this week, Matt Hasselbeck, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gabbert, Blaine Gabbert, yep. Matt Hasselbeck, Blaine Gabbert, Case Keenum, Mark Sanchez. Is that a is that an injury or is that a bench? That's an injury. So That's is Hasselbeck. Injury. Hasselbeck, I know. But, I know Bla- but Blaine Gabbert and and is is Osweiler's? They're calling him injured, right? I'm glad. Injured. I'm glad you you read through that. There's a lot of people I talk to like. I just don't understand why people don't see through the Man- the Manning thing. He's clearly just been put on this pedestal, but like everyone has to leave, and it's not pretty. No one like you're not everyone is John Elway. Not everyone gets a pretty exit. We gotta call a spade a spade. Painting Manning sucks. He fucking sucks. He really is bad. This five touchdown, like sorry, five interceptions or four interceptions and five you know, completions, like, is the first time on the stat sheet that it's obvious. But aside from a couple of games, he played decent against the Colts, and he played very well against Green Bay. But every other game, he's thrown he's thrown a pick in every game, and he just looked terrible. He doesn't have the zip. I just think this is the instance where I think Brock Osweiler can come in and be just as good, if not better. Not against the Bears. <laughs> not against the Bears, who are going to be fought, who are on a roll. Okay, so be- well. before we wrap this up, what do you think? Were, this has been the least Bills we've talked about, but Brock yeah. Osweiler, what he throws three touchdowns, one interception, 300 yards, 
in each game. So let's say he goes six touchdowns, two interceptions, and 600 yards in the next two games. Manning's fully healthy after two weeks. You don't, you can't pull Brock Osweiler. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah, they would just like that. Uh, that's a pretty good game. Three hundred, like three hundred three and one, is a great game. Yeah. Uh. No. I think. Uh. I mean. Yeah. It's just like they are. They're going to contend for the Super Bowl. You know. It's like you can't. This is Tom Brady all over again. Okay. Aaron Rodgers had to usurp Brett Favre. Tom Brady had to do this. Let's so like it yeah, happens. But Brock, Brock Osweiler. Has no, Brock Osweiler's fun. making the Hall of Fame. I've already put my. I already put a future yeah, bet yeah, on he him. He has to actually him. play well. But like, I, so like if he plays well, like he has to be really good. So you, are you telling me this? Are you telling me the two hundred dollar bet I made on Brock Osweiler for MVP was a bad futures bet? Yes. It was two thousand one. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying. Yes, like it's not like they're, they're they ha- they're going somewhere, so they can't really screw around with like p- putting someone in for sentiment. So exactly. they kind of have, if they, Brock Osweiler, they, if, but there's a good chance that Brock Osweiler might be Brock Osweiler, excuse me, might be bad. Like there's no like, but they, no they, they have put so much money in, uh, they have kind of a Super Bowl window. They have DeMarcus Ware and they've now, well, Demarius Thomas is a long-term investment, but he eats up a lot of the cap. Now you're putting in DeMarcus Ware and some older players who may not be there for that long. Like they have a small Super Bowl window and it's not just because of Manning. So I don't think, it's fair to the team to put Manning back in based off of, you know, namesake only. So we do got to go. We're going to wrap this up. Um, thank you for listening. And I apologize to all the Bills fans who listened to this one. <laughs> um, next week, we're going to go through. I looked at kind of our stats and we're going to go through the different countries and cities that listen to us. It's kind of interesting. So we're going to go through all that next week. Um, we're obviously going to cover the Broncos game. Not the Broncos game. I, oh, my God. I, know, I was going to say the Bills, but the Bills against the Pats. We're going to kind of break that down. We're going to look ahead to the, the following week. Subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podcast Addict, any you know podcast app that you use. Leave feedback, reviews, good or bad. I'm kidding. Just only put good ones. Or, of course, you could reach us on Twitter. Personally, I can be reached at CTS Sports Blog. That's the covering the spread Twitter handle. And David, how can we reach you? At D Train 90, spelled D E E Train 90. And covering the spread, for those who don't know, it's our affiliate website, covers all sports. We have weekly hockey fantasy picks, of course, the NFL picks that we were talking about. And whenever an interesting story strikes our mind, we uh, kind of write something. I'm thinking of writing something about the Leafs. All I need is the Leafs to get a couple more wins in the next few games, and I'm waiting for people to buy into thinking they're going to make the playoffs, and then I want to squash them and say that they're all hypocrites who only pretended to be bought into the idea of a rebuild. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. They have a. So- I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't think anyone's really going to buy into them making the playoffs. They, they don't. Have, that's they a, have, that's the thing. They made the clear intention that they're going to rebuild. Like they don't have any. Okay, but here's the thing. Three games coming up, soft games. They have, like, their better records than, I think, the three teams. So they could win two of those, and if they win two of those, they would either be, like, they could potentially be one or two points out of the playoffs, and they would have gone, and they would have gone seven for the last ten. Did you um? Did you see, like, the early, like, in the Bill Simmons, uh, the new Bill Simmons revamp podcast, where he's, like, uh, them all. where he's, like, uh, I'm gonna leave a. I'm gonna leave them with like a, a little NHL like a little NHL gambling like a tip. 
telling the bet on the Blue Jackets who lost yeah, the, the first eight games and they got the fire their coach, yeah. People are going to bet on the Blue Jackets. And thanks for listening this week. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.